Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through eyes of faith as you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is the CMB Podcast, episode 68, and I'm very excited to be doing this from a totally different platform. Um, It's a live broadcast, and you guys can come and be a part of these conversations now. I'm very excited about this because it's live, but also it's recorded. So if you're listening to this from iTunes and uh, you're in the future from where I'm at today, listening from your uh, your podcast app on your iPhone, or you're listening in the RSS feed of iTunes, whatever, um, you can actually join these conversations live by heading over to natefancher.com forward slash live stream. And right there you can see replays from different things that I've done. Um, you can see when you can sign up for the next one and, and be a part of this. It's on a platform that's powered by blab.im. And right now we're live right now. I've got some people with me. Um, Stephen Claybrook has just joined the chat room. What's up, Stephen? Thanks for being here. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're doing um, my very first, well, this is my 68th episode of the CMB podcast, but this is my very first recording of a live podcast. Boom. That's right. Claybrook says boom. Claybrook is an artist. He was actually on this podcast um, some time ago. I'm going to sneeze. I have to sneeze. See, this is where in the past I would have uh, paused and hit sneeze. And well, I would have hit pause and then sneezed. My sneeze is gone. It's evaporated. Okay, I'm good. Anyway, so um, yes, ours was somewhat live. Stephen says in the chat room, uh, the one that we did. Which episode was that? I want to go back and look. Um, I'm going to search for that. Um, we did Claybrook on the podcast last year, or was that? That was episode 30, so that was some time ago, and um, just an awesome artist. You guys who are listening to this, or if you're just joining us live, check out claybrookmusic.com. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Is that the right URL, Stephen? Claybrookmusic.com, and um, yes, awesome. He says yes in the chat. So we can chat together. You can come and, and watch these broadcasts live, and you can leave your comments in the chat section, or you can uh, tweet it out. It's pretty cool. So this is a, um, a kind of first test run to record these podcasts live. Even though this is the 68th episode, this is my first time doing it live. Uh, We just have uh, Jeff, Jeff Adam, I believe is his name. What's up, Jeff? Thanks for joining us today in this live broadcast here at Blab. But um, those of you listening to the recording in the future, um, if you want to take just an extra um, hour or whatever to come, and you can come and go as you please. You can come to Blab and check out these podcasts live and interact with me because that that's what makes this thing so cool. It's it's social for real. Like I can engage with you and talk with you. I was just on Periscope a little bit ago, and um, Periscope is great for you know impromptu. I think kind of spontaneous things, right? But Blab is a little bit um, just leveling up into more prepared content. So um, and Jeff just says he used to manage a ton of Christian bands. Um, that's very cool, Jeff. Thanks for joining joining me here. I'm going to definitely follow you back if I'm not already. Um, and by the way, for those of you here at Blab, I've got two accounts going on. Um, I'm in here personally, 
as Nate Fancher. That's kind of my main account. But then I'm right now recording this under the CMB Podcast account, which is my podcast for interviewing Christian artists and um, and just really excited about that. Now today's episode um, is pre-recorded um, for those of you who are live with me today. Typically, in the future, we're going to be bringing on these guests and talking with them in person, which is uh, really the value that Blab offers. Um, but today, it's going to be a pre-recorded thing, so you can kick back. It's about 20 minutes long, the duration of my interview with Ginny Owens and Andrew Greer. Ginny Owens is a, an amazing songwriter. She's a keyboard player. She has an awesome story. She was on our podcast. Oh, hmm. I want to go look right now and see, so I'm going to search for her. Um, if you head over to natefancher.com, that link is in the chat room. You can see all the episodes and all the different things that we do. Um, Jenny was on the podcast, let's see, da, 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 episode 56. So thankful for fast internet. I love fast internet, people. Fast internet is important. And if you are um, going to join us on Blab and do broadcasts, make sure that your internet connection is strong and, and awesome. So um, anyway, okay. Yeah, so um, yes. See, Je- Jeff and Steven just met each other. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, Jenny Owens is on back with us today, along with Andrew Greer, who is also a songwriter. The two of these guys have written a book called Transcending Mysteries, and I'm going to get the book here and show you guys on video here. The book is Transcending Mysteries, Who is God and What Does He Want from Us? Um, don't know if you can see that or not, but yeah, that's the book. It's published by Refraction, which is owned by Thomas Nelson, so it's a Thomas Nelson book, technically. All right, we're going to go ahead and dive right into this conversation with Jenny Owens and Andrew Greer on session 68 of the CMB podcast. All right, guys, today we've got a treat. It's an honor to have back two guests that we had on the podcast last year, I think it was, um, each in separate interviews, but now they've come together to do a very special interview. Jenny Owens, she was in episode 56, and Andrew Greer from episode 52 are joining us today to talk about their brand new book, Transcending Mysteries, Who is God and What Does He Want from Us? Not only are these guys uh, great songwriters, they've won awards, they've had quite a career in the music business, but they're also great authors. And so they've put together a book that addresses a very important topic, uh, one that we'll get into in just a second, but I want to just say hey to you guys and welcome back to the CMB podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. Yeah, but before we get into the book, I'd love to know how you guys met each other and became friends and, and, uh, and started writing songs and all that? Well, um, Andrew and I have known each other for, I think we've decided like 12 years, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. something like that. Um, Andrew and I first met because he worked at Rockettown Records, um, which was Michael W. Smith's label, where I was an artist and um, he was in marketing at the time. And then he decided to uh, become a full-time artist, and we just kept in touch and ended up writing some songs together and um, just you know performing together uh, at various points. And then uh, when we started talking with Thomas Nelson, and of course Andrew can add to this, but Andrew was was chatting with them about possibly authoring a book, and I was working with them on another project, and they found out we were friends and said, hey, have you guys ever thought about writing a book together, or would you think about that? So we sat down and talked about whether we would think about that and decided <laughs> that maybe we could do that. I said yes. She said no. What? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, now, so, yeah, you've, you've co-written songs together. You, you probably find that to be very natural. But how did you find writing a book together? Was that pretty much the same kind of process, or, or, or what was that like? 
I would say not at all. Um, I think, you know, just the differences in songwriting and writing a book, uh, the amount uh, that, well, one, we're, we have more experience in history, especially Jenny with songwriting. And so uh, it's it's completely different uh, space in real estate, you know, a three and a half minute song and, and really fashioning your thoughts and, and the heartbeat of what you want to say into three and a half minutes, right? And you know, this is is completely different than suddenly having, it was kind of overwhelming to suddenly have the frontier open to us, you know, to have 50,000 words uh, instead of, you know, a couple hundred at best uh, to really say what we wanted to say. And so that's a bit scary. And then to do it together. So we not only, you know, I think we kind of dove off the deep end. We not only chartered writing a book, you know, we're both first time authors. We've written small editorials or things like that, but first time authors of a book and then first time co-authors. And if you think about it in songwriting, we never went about it that way. How, how did we start songwriting by ourselves, you know, at the piano at home as teens or whatever. And then we had to learn how to co-write uh, with other people. And that was a whole experience. So we really kind of just bit it all off at once. And, um, it took a while to swallow it. Yeah. That's a, terrible way to talk about it. <laughs> no, that's, well, it's definitely two different animals. Uh, we've had a few different authors on, on this podcast, you know, it's primarily been artists, uh, songwriters and singers, but, um, a few authors who, who do both. And like Andrew Peterson, for example, that's, mm-hmm. he, uh, he just describes it as completely different. And it makes sense. 50,000 words versus what would it be in a song? I don't know. 50. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If you think Maybe. about all that, yeah, with repeats. Exactly. Right. So yeah. I love the format of the book itself. Um, you not only give us a glimpse into your devotional life individually, your, your personal experiences throughout your life, but you also structure each chapter to be like a devotional for those who read it. And I'd love to hear you speak to that some more. Well, we knew that, you know, sort of tackling the Old Testament was not going to be easy for us. And um, if we if we didn't approach it the right way, we knew it was, we could make it potentially challenging for someone to read about. Uh, So we know that what we learn um, is largely based on um, what, you know, what we discover about God, you know, in our personal experiences. And then as we sort of study scripture, um, you know, there are things in, in that study that parallel with our own personal experiences. So we, began each chapter with our own stories, um, stories of our own uh, lives or, or lives of, um, or things that had happened in the lives of those close to us, and how God had been faithful or how he had been present um, and revealed himself, and potentially um, that paralleled with, we think it did at least, with the Old Testament stories that we would go on to explore in each chapter. Um, we know that it's easier to start with personal story, and um, you know, from our own perspectives, it's easier for us to to consider our own lives, and then um, you know, look look at scripture and see what we can learn about ourselves in scripture. So we wanted to also um, you know invite others to you know explore scripture by by hearing our our stories and, and the things that we came to the table with. Well, and you know, Nate, like Jenny's saying, it's like the uh the opportunity to have a discussion, we really wanted this book to be 
a conversation, not a conclusion. We say that a lot. And so to have a discussion with the reader, to be in the dialogue with the reader is exactly what Jenny is saying is the easiest way to have conversation. How do we start conversations with our own experiences, with the things that have impacted us personally? I never start conversation with scripture <laughs> with anybody or anything. It starts with just uh, talking about life. And so it, it's just like Jenny's saying, that's the perfect introduction uh, to then be able to delve into is scripture and is God of the scripture and God of the Old Testament is who we discover him to be is who we thought he is or is he relevant to us today it's a lot of questions you know yeah yeah, yeah and you end each chapter with um, with questions uh, reflecting you know on the for the reader to reflect on on your obviously your experiences but also the scriptures themselves and um, so that is certainly conversational, as you put it. I love that. Um, now, you know, on the, on the, uh, the idea that, you know, you, you say we fell in love with Jesus and then we had to decide what to do with God. Um, and I totally understand that, that, that thought. And at the same time, I just was, I was wondering, you know, in doing research as you were looking through the Old Testament, the way that you did, did it shed light, new light on the ministry of, of who Jesus is? In other words, how did it um, you know, deciding what you had to do with God, to quote you guys, how did that cause you to fall more in love with Jesus? Yeah, I think for me, that's such a great question. And I, um, because you gave us a little tip that that question might be coming, <laughs> thinking about that question, and I'm, I'm still thinking about that question. So I may not have a good answer till next week or maybe. <laughs> Your answer is going to be awesome. Yes, wait. but um, I think, you know, one of the things that just was so beautiful to me as we studied through the scripture was to just realize um, how God prepared the, trying to think how to say it, how, how long God was patient with his people. And, and it sort of um, awakened in my heart a realization, even a deeper realization of who Jesus was in the sense of all that he came to rescue us from. I mean, you know, God pursues the Israelites over and over and constantly, um, you know, throughout the pages of the Old Testament. Um, he, he pursues them patiently and they run away over and over again. And I don't know, it just there. I had a deeper sense of, of what Jesus came to rescue us from. Um, I, I guess I could compare myself with the Israelites and see how many times I've run away, how many times I have, mm. have chosen not to listen to, to God's voice. And so I don't know that that entirely answers the question, but I think just realizing even more, um, you know, even as we sort of read a, a bit about the sacrifice and, and you know, the, the law of how, how sacrifices happen in the Old Testament, just to realize, you know, what Jesus, how, how Jesus really did turn the tables, how he really did change the world forever. Um, I think exploring the Old Testament gave me a new awareness of that. Wow. When we see Jesus, you know, so much as this gracious, loving, um, y you know, compassionate character, and we often contrast that, right, with God of the Old Testament, which is why this discussion is even here in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and yet I think what, what we both discovered, but I know that I discovered, was because of what Jenny's talking about, because God was so patient and so pursuant of, of his people, uh, that right there is loving and exhibits grace and exhibits compassion. So there's, to me, this direct connection. You see how, um, how Jesus 
uh, is related, you know, if you will, to God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I have, I, I grew up with this idea that, that the Old Testament and the New Testament, they were just completely different from each other, and, you know, you just, you just had to sort of deal with that fact. And, and uh, only in the last, you know, five or six years have I really just grappled with this understanding that it really is the whole storyline of Jesus himself, from Genesis all the way up to Malachi, it's, it's foreshadowing who he is and, and what he's coming to do. You know, every single story points to him, and that's uh, been a real huge thing for me, and I, I, that was a massive thing. So I, I love that you address, you address this issue in, in such a good way. So I'd love to hear some specific examples of things that you personally got surprised by as you were doing your research, and, and you, you probably have written about it in the book, or you might have uh, kept some things that are more personal to you, and if you want to share those, that would be awesome. So, I think for me, really understanding uh, a bit more about how gracious God was to his people over and over, I think I've always, you know, maybe known that in theory or heard that, but, you know, I think when you flip through the pages of, of the Old Testament scriptures, you can easily just say, wow, God seems angry, he seems sort of impatient, maybe irrational at times, but when you sit down and, and examine the bigger picture um, and, and, you know, sort of walk through the stories, you really see uh, so much of, of the grace, the, the patience that he had for his people, um, the way that he, you know, Jesus, when Jesus came, he walked with his people and talked with his people and engaged with them that way. And I was surprised to learn how often God did that, you know, kind of sending his, his angel to earth and, you know, walking with um, Moses and, and, um, walking with Elijah and and leading them. And, um, I think the other thing that I found really compelling was how our lives, um, though our, our culture is different, our customs are different. Our lives aren't all that different from, you know, these folks and and their personal struggles that, you know, three, 4,000 years ago. Mm. Um, and I was interested to see how, you know, surrender still looks the same. I mean, the things that we struggle with when we struggle with God, when we struggle with understanding Him, are not all that different than the things they struggled with, you know, so long ago. You know, I think my kind of surprise or discovery, it's a little more surfacing maybe, but uh, was the component of musicians in the Old Testament and how they are so strategically placed on the front lines of the faith, literally in the battle, you know, it's like, I mean, one, I'm like, come on, you know, why? (laughs) Right. They don't have weapons. But then to realize that music is is such a force and that God has always, you know, there's in my personal life and, and Nate, I don't know if you, this has kind of been a thought process for you too, but I always worry that music is just simply aesthetic. And, and while other people are, have these great acts of service and they're in these uh, jobs and careers and professions and their heart is drawn to be in these real hands and feet positions. And then what am I doing? And, and then everything I do requires some sort of self-promotion or my face on something or uh, to motivate it to be able to get into people's hands and, and be able to potentially connect us together and connect us back to God. So maybe that's important, but maybe it's just something that sits on the shelf and is simply, you know, and is beauty really that powerful. And, and what we see in the Old Testament is that music uh, something that is extremely beautiful um, and emotional and artistic and creative is considered one of the most powerful elements in um, demonstrating a God's will 
um, mm. in, in, in his storyline. So that's pretty interesting to think that maybe we as musicians still are potentially on the front lines uh, of the faith. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, you end each chapter with uh, a song, and I'd love to hear you speak to that. I just love, I love that you didn't just kind of completely separate your musicianship and your, you know, you're talking about music right there. Um, can you speak to that a little bit more? I think you just did. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want—I—I I, I don't think Jenny or I would have been a proponent of doing that. We feel like, at first, you know, without some editorial guidance, because I think we would have—I think we kind of lo- want to keep it separate because we feel like maybe I think of authors as so much more legitimate. <laughs> kind of like know, what you were just saying, sort of like you know, just. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. So yeah, I thought maybe we would turn it into something that it wasn't. But in the end, and Jenny could speak to this on her own, but in the end, uh, it has. there's been lots of feedback about tying that. I guess it's almost like including a poem. It's, it's intimate in a different way than, than the words of the chapters. You know, it's, it's, it's prose, and prose has a way of actually um, kind of working and massaging the heart about what's been said. Right. I mean, it, uh, the chapter, if you want me to, Jenny, you, you end with obviously your song, but... You know, if for those folks who know the song, when they read that chapter, they now they listen to it differently, don't you think? I I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think too. You know, because songwriting is is our first love, and in my case, certainly something that I have more gifting at than than authoring a book. I'm I'm sure of that. Um, so I feel like, you know, if if nothing else, the song. Um, you know, summarizes um, all of the many hundreds of things I've tried to, you know, weave into the um, prose of, of the chapter. So, um, so it, it feels like a, a nice sort of finisher closer to each chapter to, to you know, have what, um, what, we, what we do best, you yeah. know, there at the end. In or, case they don't think we can write. <laughs> I can read the lyrics to our songs. <laughs> No, I, it, it, what in the world was she saying or he saying? <laughs> well, there's there is something about singing and uh, teaching together, right? Like, why why is that such a tradition in our churches where we have yeah. music and and preaching, right? I mean, this is kind of mm-hmm. what that is in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, now you, you mentioned Andrew just the the feedback that you've gotten from people. How has the response been from from your own music fans since the book has come out? I think from fans and friends, it's been really great. There's a wonderful Amazon review, if you want to look it up, that's called Embarrassing Mysteries. <laughs> oh, okay. I like to read criticism. but um, I do not, so I will not be reading that review. It's, it's some kind of sick, twisted thing in my brain. But um, uh, yeah, from I think from people that we have heard from, I mean, I think we've seen the response at shows alone. We both on our, at individual shows and the shows together will read some uh, from the book to set up whatever song, you know, that chapter was about. And, and that's elicited a great response. You can, you can almost statistically tag that response just by, you know, merch sales at the end of the night. Uh, but also people just really, I think people resonate with story, but when you're able to go into detail and I think because we had the real estate in the book to go into some detail to it, it allows us to be more vulnerable we had to challenge ourselves to be more vulnerable and the exercise of that makes us more comfortable with being vulnerable so even from stage i would say i probably am willing to say some things that i either had just had not thought about saying before and think was beneficial or maybe have now kind of found the confidence to and that has definitely elicited a response 
from people at shows. Um, but even from, we've received emails from folks and, and then even just from friends, uh, more than fans, friends and church members, people that we see um, day in and day out. It's been really honoring to hear them say, I've been using that every morning, you know, uh, in, in my quiet time or uh, th- that they've been utilizing it in their own way. Some said, I read through it tonight. I couldn't stop reading it. So I stayed up and read it. And just that's, that's really, really honoring that people would invite our stories into their story. It's awesome. Yeah, I, and I think too, just from a um, just subject matter perspective, I've had lots of of uh, fans, even on the nights I haven't been able to read for whatever reason, there hasn't been time. People come up to the table and you know flip the book over and look at and read the the back cover and just be really excited, um, maybe even relieved that somebody would choose to delve into the Old Testament, and so. Um, you know, it, I've, I've been surprised how many people freely admit, oh, man, I have these questions, too. I, I can't wait to read this and, and learn uh, some things. So that's been fun. That's awesome. Any new music or future songs that that have come forth out of this project from either both of you or, or, or individually? Not yet, but I do think we have a, a career in uh, making videos together that is... <laughs> <laughs> We've had so much fun uh, making goofball videos, trying to tell people to go get the book. Um, no songs as of yet, but um, who knows? The process is not over yet. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Transcending Mysteries, who is God and what does he want from us? Andrew Greer and Jenny Owens, very exciting. Um, where can folks go to find their copy? Sure. Wherever that they like to buy books, it's there, but... Uh, Amazon is super easy and, of course, has the Kindle option. Uh, and then uh, Lifeway, our friends at Lifeway, we always like to point people there, too. And and so those are two of the easiest places to support and buy it. Awesome. And I'm going to be giving away a copy of the book to a listener. Uh, so for you guys who are listening, um, at random, I'm going to be – I'm thinking of doing this, guys. We were talking about this over email. Um, choosing someone from the comment section. But – Maybe even now, we could even think out loud for a moment. Maybe you've even thought about this. If there's something that you'd want to see from a, from a reader or some, you know, I think just something along the lines of our discussion, if they want to share a thought or an experience or maybe someone who's already read the book, I would love to just um, to do that and, and give this book away. So those of you listening, just please leave a comment in the comment section. Do you guys have any ideas about that? Yeah, I mean, maybe a, a you know, an insight uh, that, that they've, that they've gathered about the God of the Old Testament, or I feel like there were a bunch of great ones on the emails. Now I'm trying to remember what. Yeah, I thought your first one was even good. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but yeah, yeah. I just get you know, whatever prompts someone to say, "Yeah, me too." Yeah, and here's why. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and and so I'll. I mean, there's not really. I, I guess there's not really a right answer. This is all about our own experiences uh, with with the God of the Old Testament as we read it. And so I'm going to go through those comments, and you guys can too if you want to. I'll, I'll send a link to you guys, but um, that'll, be, that'll be great. Guys, thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, can't wait to um, just see how, how much further you guys go with this and, and these videos you talked about. Now, are these on YouTube at all? Because I haven't seen them. They're not on YouTube. If you look on our Facebook uh, pages, you'll see and scroll down to the kind of the release date, which is um, March 10th-ish. You'll see a few of them. I mean, they're not. Uh, there's nothing life changing about yes. them. In <laughs> one way, there is. There are some. Uh, Thomas Nelson released a few good 
uh, videos that probably don't even have us tagged in them. That's how marketing people do things. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but if you if you looked up Transcending Mysteries, or actually on my website, I've got one of them posted in the main video page. Okay. So those are some good ones that actually say something. But the other ones are us making up songs about how to get our book higher on the chart. Oh, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> That's still good, man. That's fun. Really great songs too. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I could if I could find anything like that, I might include that in our show notes today. So I'll try, I'll try to send you some links. I'll, I'll remember later tonight. Yeah. Oh, Awesome. All right. Guys, thanks again. You guys are awesome and all, all the best to you. May God bless you in, in this and um, can't wait to see what keeps happening. Any any future trips to Israel again? <laughs> One trip for, for this year's <laughs> enough. We're just going to pray about the next one. And it, it takes a lot of work to you know get a group of people together to go to Israel. So, yeah. But boy, it was amazing. It really, yeah. really was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. All right, guys, I'll let you go. Thanks so much again. Thank you, Nate. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Awesome to have Jenny Owens and Andrew Greer back on our podcast. And um, again, check out their book. If you're watching us live here at Blab, you can go back up to the um, link there, thomasnelson.com forward slash transcending dash mysteries. It's Transcending Mysteries, Who is God? And what does he want from us? Awesome. This, this experience here at the live broadcast, for those of you who are watching live, you have seen me stop and start a few times on this. If you're listening to the edited version of this, like you probably are used to, then you wouldn't have noticed that. I tell you what, if you can head over to blab.im, you can find a whole new experience for these podcasts. Um, in fact, if you head over a, a different, a better URL is natefancher.com forward slash live stream, and you can... Um, be a part of the upcoming podcasts that are going to be recorded live so you can be a part of the live discussion. You can see the interviews. You can see the interviewees. Um, you can ask questions in the chat room there. You can tweet it out to your Twitter following. You can do all kinds of different things over at Blab. It's just a really neat platform, and I'm testing this with my new um, my new format here. So, um, again, head over to natefancher.com and search for Ginny Owens in the search bar or... Andrew Greer, their show notes will pop right up for this episode. They were on the podcast back in episode 56 and episode 52, and it was great to have them back on here. So just was awesome to hear about their new book, Transcending Mysteries, and um, what a wonderful, what a wonderful group of people. I love these two guys. So everyone who's been watching on Blab, thank you so much. We've had a few people come and go, and um, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the rest of you coming over and enjoying these live broadcasts, these live interviews with me. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. Again, for all the show notes, head over to natefancher.com. You can see show notes for all of our episodes, all of the episodes from Andrew Peterson, singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson, Derek Webb, uh, Tim Timmons, Paul Balash, worship leader Paul Balash. Uh, we've got a, Der- we've got a um, David Crowder interview there. There's just a lot of content over there at natefancher.com and the CMB podcast, which is the Christian music blog podcast is all about helping people of faith who make music grow. So you probably are a songwriter, a singer, an an artist who is a person of faith who is growing and wanting to develop. And so these interviews are to inspire you. These interviews are meant to encourage you. And so head over there and sign up for our newsletter. You can find out all about what we're doing. Follow us on Twitter at CMB Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Fancher. And um, you can find all the stuff that's going on. So everyone who has been with me live. Thank you again. And for those of you listening, just head over to the show notes. We'll see you next time right here 
on the CNB podcast. Adios, friends. Thank you for listening to the CMB podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.